Do you want water? Yeah, that's it. Got some water? We've got water. Someone get Maddie some water. Diva. There you go. Thank you so much. Sit over there. Sit in that chair. Yeah! God, I keep getting shocked. It's so dry. Sorry, I got lost a few times. What's that? Oh, static, static. No, not shock, shock. No, not like, not like shocked, like dead shocked. No, static, shocked. Safe shock. How long is this? How long is this gonna take? How long do you want it to take? Any, no, anything you need. That's a great thing to ask first thing, man. Yeah, just how long is this gonna take? I want it to be long. I just, I just want to know. How long is this gonna take? I'm excited. I'm excited to have you back. The first one was awesome. It was great. This is a different thing, you know. You realize this is a totally different thing. No, I didn't know that. This is a different show. has a different name. I'm the same person, though. Same guy here. Of course. Same guy. Yeah. How's the mic? Can everybody hear me? I can hear you great. How Sometimes do you sound? I, people say I don't speak into the microphone. Who the fuck's... Who says that? There's another podcast. Really? Which yeah. one? It's a sports one. Oh, yeah. You're a sports guy. Yeah, I love sports. Uh, let me enter the show here real quick before we get into things that we can't undo, okay? I was going to play some music, but I forgot about it. Maybe I'll play some music right now, and I'll do the housekeeping. So this this is uh, this is all live, so just letting you know. What the, is that your goddamn cell phone ringing? That's that's the worst ring I've ever heard, but it's kind of good. My girlfriend picked it out. <laughs> I'm playing everything on silent, sorry. What is that? That's the, What song is that? I think it's uh, George Thorogood, Bad oh, to yeah. the Bone. Why can't I? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live to Tape, recorded live in Feral Audio, in beautiful downtown, left town, uptown, right town, Burbank, California, featuring host Johnny Pemberton on the mic and also on the second mic. You're listening to Live to Tape, which is recorded live and never edited, no matter what the guest says. If the guest wants something to be edited, the show gets unreleased and goes into the vault of Dustin's computer, which he will take shits and pisses upon it until it erodes into the sands of time. Live to tape on Feral Audio is produced exclusively as content for Feral Audio by Johnny Pemberton, owned and operated by Insulated, insulated Thunderbug Tires. And you can go to feralaudio.com and click on the Amazon portal thing to give money to buy things you need and we get a piece of it. Also, subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate and review the podcast. Leave a good rating and a better review. Use the words your daddy taught you and tell them like it is. Thank you for listening to Live to Tape. This is a great song, right? Yeah. I like it. It's called A Study in Brown. Who sings it? Or who does it? General Baby. It's my friend John Nielsen. Cool. Great musician. Great guy. You'd probably dig it. Yeah. Maddie Goldberg, what's up? What's going on? I'm happy to have. I'm happy to be here. It's been like three years. I know. Has it been three years? Since the last podcast. Yeah, well, that was came, a blast. You came on Twisting the Wind. Yeah. And uh, that was a that was a different time. How does one? What do you do when you switch your podcast? You I just, just decided I didn't want to have to be bogged down with all the sort of. That podcast was was a great podcast. And listeners, if you're listening to this but right now and you haven't listened to Twisting Twisting the Wind, you've got 96 reasons to go back and dig through the tunnels of that because it's and maddie's one of them yeah I, we had a great time great uh, time it's just something it was too, it was too much work and i like this live format where well that was in a house it was in a house well the house was great that this is a problem. studio this is a studio it's also my whole ethos here is that i don't want to cut anything or edit anything whatsoever i will not ask you to edit anything if you do it's okay i assure you if you, it would be kind of funny if you did, actually, and I would just be like, I'm sorry. Well, I have a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. Yeah, I why had not? A, I had like, a girl on, and then she hit me up. She's like, hey, can we edit some stories? What did she ask to have edited? Uh, she was a mas she gives massages. Okay. Some guy was doing, like, coke in the, his butthole. Uh, wait, what are you talking about? Well, she was, like, talking about that she gives, ma like, she's a masseuse. Like a professional one yeah. or, like, a sexy one? 
a professional one. Okay, right. But she'll, you know, she'll do, you know, everybody's got to pay the rent. So this rich, <laughs> this rich business guy right. was like... Here's five grand. Yeah, and he was, it was like all night hours. And then he like confessed to her that like he was doing like cocaine and meth and injecting it in his anus. <laughs> and then she hit me up and she's like, hey, you think we can cut that out? And I'm like, no. Like either we're going to take yeah. the whole episode off. Or that's it. Hell yeah, man. I, I laid the law, and then she said, okay, no problem. See, that's the thing, is when you tell someone no, if they, and then it's like, it's a thing where how much of the time when you say no to someone about something like that, they're like, well, I guess it's okay. Yeah, you know what? If you say it, you want to say it, you want to get it out. Yeah. It's out there. So everything you I say, I assure you I will not ask to edit anything. I reported a podcast with my mom that I haven't put out yet, because she is nervous about it, because... Her neighbor is uh, a very nice lady, very friendly, nice lady, but she's also super conservative and Republican and mm. Catholic. And they had like shit on their lawn. There was a there was a thing in Minnesota a long time ago. Uh, it was some sort of bullshit vote to 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 reinstate to further reinstate that that uh, marriages between a man and a woman. You know, just to sure. really just to we got to drive it home. Yep. And so they had that law that values that didn't pass. And I think our neighbors had that on their fucking lawn. And then they they know that my dad's gay, my mom. So like they know that. I didn't know they, that. Well, you didn't know that, but they yeah. knew that, and yeah. they still. It's like this weird sort of uh, oblivious dogmatism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I've had people tell me like they've done podcasts and like yeah. they talk about w womanizing and then their girlfriend hears it and then the relationship is over. Maybe it was that they did it on purpose. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad to be here. What's your podcast called? It's called Certified Insanity. Awesome. And we had... It's it's kind of about mental illness, and then right. one of the pre people on it died. Really? Yeah. Died of mental illness? He died of heroin. Okay, so that's sort of like dying of mental illness. Yeah, he, we followed basically his journey of like right. going through meds and then slipping on drugs and then ultimately, you know, passing away. So you had him on a bunch? Yeah, we had him on, he was one of my best friends from the East Coast, so we had him on like Skype. What's his name? His name was Kevin James Moore. A genius, oh. the funniest genius of Damn. a person who could not get away from his demons. Yeah, heroin's a bitch. Absolutely. It is it's not that's not a bitch, it's like the bitch. Yeah, it's uh It's really popular now. Heroin's it, it, back. You know what's really interesting? I'll um when he he was clean for six years and he right. slipped. And he he called me and he was crying. He's like, uh I, I, I blew all those six years of hard work. All those six years are down the drain. And I and at that moment, I knew, like, he was back. Are we allowed to curse on this? Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was back in the shit. You know, right. like, you're back at the spot buying the stuff with your, your loser friends. And yeah. you're in that world, and you're done. Because you're, it's like, you're, if you go back to it, then you're... You're just addicted. You're just, you're gone. And he knew it. And it was too much to, like handle with family with friends and whatnot and and himself and it was just overwhelming how long did he uh how long did he have i'm trying to kind of says how long was he when he relapsed how long did he use before he passed away six weeks okay that's pretty, that's so it was pretty fast quick. yeah and it was like Jesus. things he's like you know i slip every once in a while yeah. but he was slipping every you know he was going every day yeah. for him probably and wonderful guy just could not you know escape those demons of life that you get trapped in you know a lot of people who've had that who've had tragic outcomes yeah i was saying that if i ever get married two of my best friends would not be at the wedding damn yeah what do you think that why do you think that is you think that's just a coincidence i don't know i you know one was like just a terrible accident one yeah. was somebody that was uh hurting all the time yeah so i just think it's bad luck but uh, I like I have a lot of friends in need of help, so I'm I'm there. I'm I listen. I help. I try to help. Well, because you've been through the shit yourself. Yeah, I was through a brain tumor. Yeah, so. I mean, you should talk about that because it's a lot yeah. of people don't have no idea. Yeah, well, I had two brain two brain surgeries for a brain tumor about 18 years ago. So how old were you when the first one happened? I was 20. Do you remember like what was going on when when you first? 
Yeah, I went to see Kingpin. Kingpin? Okay. My sister took me to see Kingpin that make me laugh. Great movie. And it, it made me laugh, you know. Why did she have to make you laugh? Because you're, you're, you have two weeks before surgery where they're like, you might, you, this might not work out. It might right. be cancer. It might be a little, because they, they really didn't have the technology they probably have now. Yeah. So also you might be paralyzed. And that mm -hmm. was scary as shit. So I was like, let's go see Kingpin. And then like every, there was never a moment that it's in your head that like you're fucked up until the surgery. And then you're like, well, once I have the surgery, I'll be fine. You know? I, I, right. And then the recovery period is just brutal it's brutal brutal that's the hardest thing well when did you first know first know that you had something going on like what was the only symptoms with my left hand was numb right for how long i was stupid like six months six months yeah but you, how old were you then i was like 1920 yeah. I, I lived in the east coast so i thought it was frostbite i used to play hockey okay so i was like it's frostbite or something we played a lot of outdoor pond hockey right and then uh I went to doctors after doctors, and then I went to this very straight neurologist, and she, I used to wear my shirts inside out, and she's Why? like, it's the cool thing to do back then. <laughs> I, I still do it sometimes, yeah. but I guess, yeah. So she was like, you need an MRI, and I was like, all right, and she's like, are you wearing your shirts inside out? So she thought I was like forgetting things. Oh, really? So that saved my life. So you mean the fact that you had your shirt inside out, it made her think that you had some sort of a... Mental failing, and so exactly. she thought, thought to get an MRI. She didn't know I was trying to be cool. <laughs> well, you are cool. Yeah, so then it was like, you go to the MRI, they're like, this is uh, going to take 10 minutes, and it took like 45 minutes, and then I knew something was up. Oh, because they, they, they saw something, they're like, oh, got to check again, got to look, yeah, look, yeah. look again, got to look again, got to look again, got to look again. Yeah, got to take more pictures, more pictures. Oh, you did? You knew something was up? So and you then, didn't have any idea? No, then they, a couple days later, they called me, like, you need to come in right away with your dad so i came in oh, and, and they brought both of us in they're like it's a brain tumor and then just she was just like i don't i was like well what is it she's like i don't know like just like is it cancer is it mm -hmm. is it bad i don't know so she's like there's a guy I studied with in new york city i grew up right outside of the city she's like uh what's where outside the city woodstock new york famous woodstock. town yeah that's where they had that uh, concert one time 69 <laughs> that's when limp biscuit tore it up limp biscuit burned it to the ground yeah Oh, they made. They used to be called biscuit, but they yep. made the biscuits so wet they became limp. The greatest memories is uh, Hendrix doing the Star Spangled Spanner, uh, <laughs> Janis Joplin, and Limp Biscuit <laughs> singing Brig stuff. <laughs> three, three biggest memories of Woodstock. Yeah, that was great. So yeah, so then I went to this surgeon, and he was like, "Pray to God, man." He said that to you? Oh yeah, he was very religious. Man, and that's I, cool. Cause I, my, you know, my dad's a surgeon. Okay. He's a surgeon. And he I, doesn't say that. No. And I don't know any surgeons. Every surgeon I knew, because my dad obviously yeah. has a lot of friends who are surgeons, they're all like these guys. Half of them are good old boys from like Alabama, North Carolina, who like to go duck hunting. Sure. And shit. Or like they're marathon runners. That's half of them. The other half are just these real sort of cool intellectual types. And none of them are religious. They're all super um, like rock star fighter pilot kind of mentality yeah it's science yeah because you have to be because if you're gonna cut someone open you gotta feel like you're a fucking badass yeah i mean i i did pray because i was like so desperate <laughs> i never was i'm jewish but i never was religious my parents were very uh they were atheists mm -hmm. they were very like hippies jewthiest yeah so i i prayed though because i was scared as hell i was scared as hell yeah so this it's is scary as shit. This, yeah, this is bringing me back to everything. Really? Is you not like you like that or not like it? I mean, you thought about this I, a lot. You've written a lot. You've written a yeah, book. Yeah, I wrote a book about it. I also wrote a new book called right. No IQ, and I have a story in it about being in the hospital, and uh, it's it's essays. This is a true story. One of my buddies that was he was kind of like a friend, you know, in high school. He's like the guy that played Mortal Kombat, like every day, you know, like mm -hmm. that was his life. So he wanted to visit me, and I was like, who? Why the hell not? You know. So I'm like half dead in the hospital. This is like, I'm, a, I'm aging myself, but who cares? This is like before, like the internet. <laughs> he just wanted, he, his goal was to go to New York City to buy like a hardcore porn mag. Oh, I thought you were about to say something else, something cooler. No, no he Do you came, want to go to New York City to buy a hardcore porn mag? He came into my room at two in the afternoon. 
Your and hospital I, room or your room room? Hospital. Okay. And I'm half dead. Like, I can barely walk. I'm bandaged up. You're all hooked to machines? He comes in with a magazine, I'll never forget it, called <laughs> Cherry. <laughs> and he is reading it. Right? Like, right. Reading it? I mean, he's looking at it? He's looking at it, reading yeah. it, right, like... As I'm dying with nurses coming in. Oh, shit. This is awesome. Like, look at this. Oh, my God. Look at this. And it was like, I wanted to kill him. How old were you at this point? I was 19, like, 20? No, I was 20. And he was 22? Yeah, he was like... 20 as know, well? Yeah, he, his excitement was like half I'm going to go see my buddy Matt, who's like half dead. And then half it's like, got to get that porn mag. And, like, I didn't talk to him for years about after that. Were you pissed? I was fucking... Why were you so pissed? Well, you know, the nurses are really nice. Yeah. And like, it's they don't want to see those things? They don't want to see, like, a vagina spread. <laughs> <laughs> you know, who the but fuck But maybe it's do? for you. It's like, it's like your dying wish or something. You wanted to see the, uh, you know, maybe they think that that's what's that's for you. Possibly. But I mean, it was like it was it was odd. I'm surprised they didn't say anything. Like, um, who I was, are you? Could I, you leave? I was screaming like, put it away. You could so you could talk at this time. I was like, you are, are. put it away. <laughs> you were saying that and he kept it out. Yeah, and he was like, what? This is for you. I, and then he was like, yeah, what? You don't like girls or something? Did you ask him to get a gay magazine? No. <laughs> it was. It you was. You should have like, told him that. You should have told me like guys. Yeah, it was weird. It was. Uh, it was a little surreal because he came with other friends that I had, and they were just like, "Uh, this is awkward." Yeah, cause it is awkward. I find that if I visit someone in the hospital now, I have trouble being there because it reminds me of when I was in the hospital, and it's like this thing where. I don't think I think it's a lot harder for other people, especially people who love you, mm-hmm. to go in the hospital than to be there yourself. Like if you're, if you're there yourself, yep. you're in a lot of pain, so that keeps your mind busy because sure. you're like, oh, this sucks, this hurts, I'm tr- things are difficult. But I think for if you go visit someone, you kind of just see it all, and if you know what it feels like, then it becomes this thing where. It's just overwhelming because you're like, oh, God, this is so terrible. Yeah. Like you see someone, because especially if you see someone who you don't see him that way ever, it's this thing where you see like the, fra- the fra- how fragile someone can be about who, a, yeah. who you thought wasn't fragile. And that's another thing. About a yeah. week before I went in, a buddy of mine got a motorcycle and he just fucking, yeah, everybody knew like he wanted to get a motorcycle. His parents said no. He got a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. He's in the hospital in like a day. Jesus. And you visit him and he's just like gone. You know, like he, he survived, but like. So he's just toast. He was toast for about two weeks. And you visit him and it's just like, he's a just a mess. But he's probably not the same guy anymore either. No, I mean. He was? It, he, he got, he came back, but you right. know, it was, it was, it's rough seeing somebody like completely a mess. And the hospital, yeah, hospitals are, are, are scary to me. I like them. You do? I do. I mean, because I grew up, you know, because I'd go to my dad's work all the time. Yeah. So to me, it was always this cool place to what, go see. What kind of surgeon was your father? He's a colon rectal surgeon. Okay. And then you had that problem. I know. It's irony, That's crazy. Irony at its best. Did he help you or? No. I mean, it helped me. He'd, he'd do the surgery. Yeah. No, you don't, you don't do that. It's like a okay. thing where it's, you know, it's too sure. close to home. You don't. And he works in Minneapolis? Yeah, no, in Rochester at the Mayo Clinic. Wow, and that's the best. It's the best place. Wow. Everything's a downgrade from Mayo. That's why when I moved out here, it was so hard to find a doctor because everything was like, eh, this place sucks. This place is yeah. dirty. Uh, I don't trust you. I love L.A. I love L.A., but the terms of doctors, the difference is, is you, you meet doctors out here, you meet doctors who have, who look fancy or look sure. sexy. I'm like, yeah. you're not supposed to look that way. You're, so you're a scientist. Why do you look cool <laughs> well i had a friend who was a doctor and it, it seemed like when you do like those 24-hour rounds you know it, it becomes incestuous where you're like there's a there's a fuck room somewhere <laughs> what are you talking about huh well my buddy was a doctor in new york yeah. and, and it just seemed like he was always flirting with the with the the girls and they you know, the girl doctors and yeah. then it's like what do you do Maybe I'm just watching too much Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. I think so because yeah. I think that well, that's, there's truth to that. I think there's definitely, but it's true to any job, right? Any job where you live your job, if you're yeah. working all the goddamn time, you yep. end up sleeping with the people who you work with. You know? Yeah, and it's like 20 hours. What do you do? You got to get off sometime, baby. Exactly. Say something. Ah. Uh, 
How are you today, people? Do you like that? You like this? I love it. <laughs> I love it. You sound pretty good that way, I gotta say. It sounds yeah. pretty good. What do you think about it? I sound like uh, Michael Anthony Hall stoned in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Is that like is that how you envision yourself to be? Sometimes? No, I want to be John Bender. Who's John Bender? Ju uh, you mean Judge? Judge, no Judge, Judge Nelson or something? What's he up to? Oh, who knows? <laughs> but he was so badass when I was a kid. I thought he was dumb as shit. I really did. And that movie, I thought, like, who is this guy? Fingerless gloves? Who do you think you are? I I gotta disagree. When I was a kid. I was, the teachers told my parents, he's not allowed to watch The Breakfast Club anymore. Are you serious? Yeah. Not allowed to watch it anymore? Why? Why does it matter if you watch it anymore? Because I, I emulated John Bender. I was, I was a wise-ass. <laughs> Young but, man, have you finished your paper? And what would you say to that? Or I say to what? To someone who said, young man, you, oh, did he say that? I'm, yeah, not a, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that movie, to oh, be honest. Oh, I love it. I prefer other John Hughes works. Which like one? Uncle Buck. Oh, Uncle Buck is amazing. Uncle Buck's a classic. Um, what, what line can I do of Uncle Buck? I can do any line from the whole movie, actually. I can do that. Remember that speech when he goes into the principal's office and he's like, Oh, yeah, the wart. How you doing there? Uh, hi, I'm... I'm <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Hi, uh, Molly Russell's wart. I'm her wart. I'm her growth. I'm yeah. her tumor. I'm her, uh, that's McCallie, old buck, old buck melanoma head. <laughs> yeah, her parents are in town. So, hi, what can I do for you? Your daughter is, your niece is a bad egg. I've seen a lot of bad eggs, and I can tell you she's a silly heart. She's a dreamer. I, I can't do the whole thing. What am I doing here? It's like sixth grade in the... At, it's Monday. a great, it's a classic movie. I classic. love when the bowling alley scene. Hey, he Roger Coswell. I don't bite. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Roger yeah. Coswell. Yeah, he does the thing. I wanted to do the that with pick? the toothpick. Yeah. What's his name? Yeah, I try to do it too so many times. And I try to do it. And his buddy calls. He's like, what's up, you low life? <laughs> That's the thing about these, about so many movies now that are like that. They just don't have that same casting that he used to have with like the extra characters they're always oh, so, so funny they're so real too that's yeah. like a real guy sure it's like it wasn't an actor it was just some guy that he was new from chicago like some some dude was he is he uh john properly hughes? rated or overrated or underrated john hughes yeah i feel like he's probably properly rated some of his movies are like i, I mean i grew up in that era yeah you know and Pretty Me too. Pink. Me too. I love. I love uh, the Duck Man, Ducky. He was another hero see, of mine. See, uh, Sam. I'm again. I'm opposite with you. I'm not a fan of that. But no, Brett loves it. Who's that? Your your yeah. Your other half. My live-in. Cool. My, I brought my, my girlfriend law. here today. Saw that. Yeah, she's awesome. Do you want to say something to her? Paige. Say I'm something. sorry. I'm sorry. I, my ways took us to Five Guys Burger. Do you use Waze? Yeah, what? It's a scam. Waze is bullshit. When you use Waze, yeah. they have advertisements on it. Are you serious? And by accident, you touch the advertisements. You're going there. Exactly. I think Waze is a crock of shit. Waze is this thing where, oh, I hate it. It's like taking left turns onto a freeway. Yeah, it, 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 I think Take we're going to have to get rid of it. Jump the guardrail on the five make a left. That's why we were late, so I'm sorry. It's okay. Slides of tape. Slides of tape, Maddie. Maddie is slides of tape. I love doing your comedy show, by the way. It was you great, man. You don't have it anymore, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, you well, moved it? We don't, we don't do it anymore. Actually, listeners, doesn't matter because this is going to come out like in two weeks, but new monthly show at the satellite. We're doing it at the satellite now. Satellite. Once a month on Sunday, so you should come do it the next I'd one we do. I'd love to. You're in. You're in. Yeah. You're uh, in, baby. So, I love Josh. Yeah. Josh is great. And do you like Dicker? Hey, what's up? This is Dicker Troy. How you yeah. doing out there? Matt, you want me to talk to you as Dicker for the rest for a couple minutes there? Well, you know what's funny is... I'm going to talk to you as Dicker. I'm going to have fun with it. Okay, so uh, here's here's what the thing about Dicker. Tell me about me. You the tell me about me, and I'll tell you about you faster, and you can pick a snake up off your butt. I'm, wa I'm walking to do the show, and this comic I don't like, I'm not going to mention his name. Name names. 
Not gonna mention you names. Tell me off the podcast. I'll say you? he's Canadian. That's okay. all I'll say. All right, all right. Sound like I'm going to do the Josh Johnny P show. Uh-huh. He goes, oh, you know, dude, that's a tough show. I don't know if you do well because Are you serious. Someone told you you might not do well. Yeah, he goes, uh, they they interrupt you and they uh they're, they they you got to be on your feet. <laughs> and I got all psyched out. Oh, really? And then I got there and I'm like two minutes in. I'm having a fucking blast. Right, and then what happens i'm like what a f- fucking tool this guy was well we talked to you yeah it was great we, we poked you a bit no it's fun it's a it's a great show it's it's a the the i i will be honest though i have this doctor who comes yeah. to see me all the time he's about 80 years old i don't know oh, if you okay. remember him in the audience i don't really recall him but uh no. We tend to get a lot of weirdos coming through there, so I don't pay much mention to them. Dr. Burton did not quite understand uh, you. Well, you know what? If Dr. Burton did understand me, I'd, I'd be worried. <laughs> he goes, what are the other two people? Were they, uh, are they real performers? I don't understand. Were they waiters? <laughs> they wait. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a waiter here. I, I work as a waiter. But you got to understand he's 82 years old. What are you doing hanging out with an 82-year-old? He loves me. But how does he love you? I don't know. I go to I go to go to a, uh, I just went to a doctor once, and we just started we just started talking, and then he just like wants to hang out. See Jersh, Jersh like you? Uh, of course. Does, yeah, I've does, always wanted to be Jersh. Do you really? Yeah, for real. I think it's a, a cool religion. Not so much religion, but it's a cool lifestyle. It's a fun way to be. There's there's two types of Jews. There's the religious, and then there's the self hating Jew. You mean like a social Jew, like yeah. a cult- culturally Jewish? Exactly, the Larry Davids of the world. Yeah, I like the cultural Jewishness because it seems to be there's like an inherent camaraderie there, kind of a spirit of a. Uh, I was actually thinking about this on the drive here about how cultural Jewishness is the thing where everyone's kind of at, everyone's uh could be made fun of by anybody. It's sort exactly. of an equal playing field. Why people don't do that? Self-deprecating, There's a self-deprecation. Sure. There's sort of a playful... There's just a different culture of conversation. That Why people just tend to be so goddamn quiet. Well, the world is uh, changing a lot. Well, it always has been. Yeah. It's never not been changing. Well, I like you because you're always yourself. You know me. Stick to it. Deal the dig. Dig the hole you stand in. I'm following you on Twitter, by the way. You follow me on Twitter? Yeah, follow yeah. that Dicker Troy on Twitter. Yeah. I tend to don't tweet that much, but when I do, it's it makes it's something to take home to Papa. You know, my, you know, you, what's your favorite tweet? Hell, <laughs> you got any favorites? Um, I'm inventing a lot of people. A lot of people call me a, a new Mark Twain. That's uh, I'm the Twain of this Twain of the West. I, I don't know. Even though Mark Twain did live out west, San Francisco. I always thought he was from, like, Missouri. but maybe He's from Missouri, but he spent the final part of his life out west. And also traveling through Europe and also a bit in the Middle East and stuff. You know a lot, Dicker Troy. Yeah, I do know a lot, but what I know is a little. Yeah. I know a little about a lot and a lot how, about how, a little. How do you do with the ladies, Dicker Troy? Well, I don't care for ladies as much as uh, some people would assume. I like looking at them, but... In terms of companionship, I prefer the company of uh, someone like Ray Fiennes would, would be the best. Yeah. I would love for Ray Fiennes to find me on a hiking trail with a broken foot and carry me home, take about an hour. And as he's carrying me, he's asking me questions about myself, and I answer candidly. And maybe uh, I, he, I give him a hand job. Well, there you go. The, yeah. Ray Fiennes is lucky. I, I'm Ray Fiennes. What movie was he in? He's been in a lot of movies. He's been in uh, he's been in uh, the Hurt Locker. He's been in uh, uh, the Red Dragon. He's been in uh, he's been a whole lot. English Patient, I think. Uh, these movies are not. I'm I'm more of. I saw License to Drive last week. What's that? That's a Corey Haim and Corey Feldman man. Corey Haim f- forgets he he fails his driver license test and but he lies to his parents. It's an old movie? 88. 88. So you you just love the 80s, don't you? I love the 80s. You love the replacements. You love the Ramones. Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. What's your thing with Minnesota again? You just like the replacements a lot, don't you? I love them. 
Yeah, I started listening to them the other day for the first time because I thought about Maddie likes these guys so much. I should check them out. Yeah, did you like them? It's all right. It's not my thing exactly. It's no reggae from 1983. My girlfriend hates them. Oh, that's a good sign, actually. Yeah. It's always good to be in a relationship with someone who hates the music that you like. Otherwise... Yeah, it, it keeps it the, interesting. Keeps it interesting. Like yeah. my, my girlfriend's gotten used to. Oh, she, hey, my girlfriend. <laughs> she's gotten used. To, oh, hi. Hey, what's up? I'm back. Is it Johnny? I'm back. Uh, yeah, Dick, thanks for coming, Dicker. I just had to j jump in because I heard talking about reggae and replacements. Yeah, I'm obsessed. I want to go to the house. Don't you feel like isn't it going to end at some point? No, it never ends. Why? Well, they keep making books and. There's a new book about them. But it doesn't matter. The music, like, here's how I, there's a, Harry Nelson. I love Harry Nelson. I love him, too. I love him, but I don't listen to him that much anymore because I've listened to him so much at this point. Same, listen to that. Yeah. The zipper. I'm, also I'm, him. So someone else I listen to. I'm trying to think. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. You were lucky enough to see my pop's record collection. So my dad was yeah. very knowledgeable about music. Mm -hmm. And uh, so when I was a kid, I loved punk rock. Like, I was, uh... I was gonna, I figured I was gonna talk about this. So I was like 11 years old. I went to my friend's house, and like I don't this know. The, is this in the book, by the way? No, first okay. book. So, oh, this is in the first book. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Got it. So like, you know, what I'm comparing it to. Remember, I'm going to a video store, and you're like 11 or 12, mm -hmm. and you go to the horror section, and you yeah. see those covers. And they're just crazy. You're and just you're like, like, holy fuck, what is in this movie? <laughs> and it's like, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Santa yeah. kills everybody. And your imagination is going crazy at this box. So my 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 friend's older brother had all these records. Right. Like Dead Kennedys, Too Drunk to Fuck, and Rotting... The Fugs? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. My dad, I'd be like, I like these bands, Dead Kennedys or the Dead Milkman. He's like, well, the Fugs did it better. <laughs> so then he'd pull out like a Fugs record right. from like the 60s, and I didn't get it. You well, know? it's not as, I think the Fugs are cool, but they're not as listenable as Dead Kennedys. Yeah. Fugs are kind of like, it's, But, but yeah. it's a generation thing. Yeah, it's a generational thing. So like, when I hear people like, oh, this band is great, and they sound like this, and I'm like, well, this band in the 80s did it better. That's so, usually the case. So you just like end up like loving your kind of generation. It's like when I was a kid. And but that's not your generation, though, is it? Yeah, because I grew up. Oh. I grew up a little faster, so I was like eleven or twelve. You had an older 80s. sister. Yeah, that helped. And who was your friend's older brother? Yeah, I didn't. I was the oldest, so I didn't have any of that. So anything I learned about, I learned about on my own. And usually yeah. it was dumb shit that I'm embarrassed about now. It's all right. Yeah. I mean. I'm not embarrassed, you know what I mean? I'm just like, yeah. like, wow, I didn't really... There's a lot of things I'm embarrassed about, but... Sure, I mean, I was, for music, when I was like 14 or 15, Nirvana hit. Yeah, I think I was probably... Wait, wait how old are you? 40. Okay. You know, I, okay. I lie about my age. Why? It's Hollywood. I just but, stopped but not lying anymore. about my age. Yeah, not I anymore, because I, I don't care. I was 10 years old when that Nirvana shit came out. Yeah, so you're a little younger than me. But yeah. it was, Nirvana was powerful. Oh, my God, yeah. And people don't understand. They haven't really done a, a documentary about it, and they should. But, like, kids that played, like, football in my high school. Like Nirvana. When, well, when Never, Nevermind came out. Yeah. They went from, like, the football team to, like, green hair the next day. Damn, and the never played football again. Are you serious? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's the power of grunge. Yeah. The power of... Uh, like, it was marketed it? so perfectly, though. A lot yeah. of kids that were, like going a certain way but weren't that kid and it was like powerful but I was like been there done that I always thought them I always thought like Nirvana was just yeah. oh man that's crazy so you were ahead of Nirvana you yeah because like... well, I was like into the replacements yeah. and, and, and they were supposed to be Nirvana like eight years before that's that that's true there's this band I mean I feel like for me it's the opposite for Nirvana I, I see some kid with a Nirvana or any someone with a Nirvana shirt on now and I'm just like you don't get it because for me that was the pinnacle. When I was in seventh grade, I started playing bass, electric sure. bass, because yep. my friend Steve Ernest, who moved to uh, Minnesota from Florida, yeah, he was a surfer guy. His family used to live in Minnesota. His dad's a doctor, and they moved back to uh, moved back to Minnesota in seventh grade. So he was a new kid in school, and he played guitar. 
and he got us. He, he's the one to start a band. And so what was I your band called? A band was my first band I was ever in was called Strange Cattle. Yeah. And I bought a bass probably like two weeks before the seventh grade talent show. Yeah. And we learned to play Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was there me. There you go. Steve Ernest, Peter Matsumoto, and Matt So. And where are they now? Well, I think Peter. I'm not sure where Peter's at. Peter's a. He's a genius. Yeah. He was like a legit genius guy. He was like he was like reading Dickens. Uh, casually At in ten. seventh grade, yeah. yeah, and he also he's done, yeah, he's a very smart guy. I'm not sure what he's doing. I kind of lost contact with him. Matt, so I think is a doctor in Rochester. Steve is a musician in Minnesota and Minneapolis still. Mm. Uh, but the, we started playing. That was the first song I ever learned to play with Smells yep. Like Teen Spirit on the bass with a capo. I was so bad I'd have a fucking capo on the bass on the first uh first fret. So play the ding 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 Yeah. I had my Chris Novoselic, right? Oh sorry. Gonna have that strap super low. The bass low as fuck. Exactly. I did the same thing. And then you throw the bass high in the air. No, I couldn't do that. Are you kidding me? Well, that was my, my the new book I have. It's yeah. called No IQ mm-hmm. because that's the first band. The same thing. The first destiny in the book is about the talent show. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. And it's and the band we are was in called No IQ. Okay. And we had this. We we had a band in my high school of all girls. Who I fucking hated. Really? Called Rock Candy. Rock Candy. That's kind of a great name. And they were like Rock Candy. Oh my god. They were god. the popular hot girls. This sounds like a. This sounds too good to be true. This sounds so. It's true. This, but you know what I mean. It sounds like a fucking movie. Yeah. It sounds more like a movie than a movie. Yeah. If I was, if you were should, pitching to me, I'd be. I don't. I don't buy it. It's well, too. It's too like. Well, they, is it a parody? Is it sort of supposed to be? Uh, they had parents that were in the music business that failed. Oh, okay. So they were living vicariously through their daughters. Rock candy. And and it was so shitty because they got to go third out of fourth. Rock candy. And no IQ had to go first. That's us suck to lead and off. And we were like. This is bullshit. And we represent like the losers, the punks, the spaz. This is the talent show. Yeah. Were you playing an original song? Uh, we did two originals and then like two covers, like a Circle Jerks cover. So this was a Battle of the Bands. It wasn't, battle, it's Battle yeah. of the Bands. Okay. And then there was a, a, a hair metal band called Jaded Age. Oh my fucking god, Jaded Age. And they all <gasps> hair metal. Yeah, this Wait, is this, this is what, how old were you? This is ninety one, maybe. I was thirteen or fourteen. God damn it! How do you can be? How can you be in a hair metal band if you like barely? Well, they were seniors. Puberty? They were seniors. So they had. I like, was in ninth grade. Okay. And they all had like the long hair and like they had the spandex. Jeff and they, and they Jeff Spicoli. Exactly. And Steven, were, Steven uh, Tremino. And their asses like had the, the you know, like Fuck, the, the, the ass su- bump. Yeah, they the had supple. the ass. Oh, the supple ass. The supple little ass and those tight white jeans. Yeah. Tight stonewash. And they and everybody knew Rock Candy was going to win because everybody thought it was rigged. And Rock, and, and Rock Candy won. Rock and Candy. it was like that feeling when you're like a loser in high school that like high school sucks and we got screwed. Yeah. But no IQ was like. Written all over the school, like on the bathroom walls, on the desk. Like we had, we had, we had like loser team. clout. Yeah, that's badass. We represented all the shitheads at the school, and then me and the bass player, we couldn't. We fought over who could sing. Neither one of us could sing, but, but it was who was like, gonna sing? We both sucked. So who sang? We we took turns, but it was like a war because they're like, you suck. No, you suck. I'll sing this song. You sing this song, and it was like. It got it got ugly. Do you still have any of the recordings? I wish. Do you think you could find them if you really wanted to? Uh, there's some other bands I could probably find. I used to play with this guy named Alex. I was 13. He was 26. Wait, what did you? What instrument? I played the play? drums. Drums. Okay. I was a big. The the cover of the book is me playing the drums like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alex was the first guy I ever jammed with, and he was 26, and I was 13. That's weird. And my mom was like, "He's probably gonna molest you." I remember I was hanging out with my fr- when I was home from college having surgery. Before I had the surgery, I was yeah. hanging out with my friend Phil's younger brother Paul, who's only two years younger than him. Sure, because uh, I didn't, didn't know anybody because all my friends were in college. I was hanging yeah. out with him, and someone's parents were weirded out that I was hanging out. I'm like, yeah. I'm fucking two years older than him. I know all of you. Well, this dude like, was thirteen years older. Yeah, that's a little different. And he was a little weird. <laughs> 
But like he all like I, I say in the chat like all he cared about was his guitar and his amps. He would sit there tuning for an hour. <laughs> He's one of those guys that just sit there like trying Tune to get slot? Oh and then he would break a string and they would go fuck <laughs> And then he would start over, and then he would and just sit there with your drums. Sounds like that, doesn't it? Exactly. And then a fuck. Fuck! Yep. And then you start over. Fuck! Literally a half hour before we <laughs> we get into a song, and he had like you see this here. He had yeah. amps stacked, like he and he loved to pose. Gear slut. Yeah. It's oh called yeah. The classic had, gear slut. He had the foot pedals going, and it was just like ridiculous. We were supposed to do. A, we were gonna do a gig. And he was like, I lived in L.A. for a while. He's like, he I said did, he did? Yeah, he goes, I did one gig at a place. Co- it was called No Talent Night. And okay. He, and he told me that, and I just started laughing God, in man, his face. This, that must have been like in the 80s. <sighs> yeah. So then we went to this bar. He's like, it's like an open thing. And I was like 13. My dad drove us. And then the woman there was like, no, you guys aren't playing. Why? Because I was too young, and he brought too much equipment. Brought too and it was supposed, much equipment. It was supposed to be just like acoustic guitar. Yeah, open he brought like a fucking stack yeah, and a pedal board. Yeah, yeah, I brought a whole drum set, and they're like, "Nope, not happening." And that was that was it for. This the is first, New York City. This is outside. This is like near Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. So. I still keep the equipment. So with rock candy. Yep. You don't have any. You don't have any recordings of No IQ. No, I, I could probably get Rock Candy because one of the girls I, I I was talking to her at the high school reunion, and she was like telling me all these stories how the parents fucked everything up. Like they actually had like contracts. Oh, they were like, oh wow, because they were like dancing too. They had like the outfits. Oh, they were just uh, all dialed in. This was like right after New Kids on the Block, so they were like, a, a female New Kids on the Block. Oh, so they it wasn't were, like the Donnas. No. Okay. I, I love the Donnas. Okay. I think the Donnas are great. But this was like choreographed, like Spice Girls type stuff. Oh, I thought, see, Rock Candy to me sounds like a, a rock group. Well, Rock Candy was Vince Neil's original group. I didn't know that. Just a fun fact if you're a, a, a hair and metal guy. No, but, uh, no thanks. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I will ask you. Still her friends for, with one of them? No. Were you know it was like it was at the battle it was at the uh, high school reunion so I'm like I gotta be honest like, I, I I fucking hated you guys. <laughs> what did she say? She was it was really cool because she was a really popular girl and she's gone through a lot. She has MS. Oh fuck. So she's pretty much in a wheelchair and she was like the Jesus beautiful Christ, girl. Man. And she's like you know what when I was in high school I understand like I always felt like a lot of people hated us because we were popular. Mm-hmm. You know people were talking about us. We yeah. were doing like cool things. We were going to New York City and performing. And it was like a lot of pressure, and I, I understood like a lot of people were resentful towards us. Wow. And then I felt really bad because like I I would. But go you st- you, were just, you weren't saying you didn't hate her now. You were just telling her. No, no, we were we yeah. were just reminiscing. That's I, funny. And I would go see them, and I would like leave with like you would hate watch them. Yeah, yeah. And I would leave like they suck, and why don't we can't? Because they would get all these gigs like they were really good, and then everybody would go from the high school, and I would go and. I'd, be, I'd go angry and leave angry. Man, isn't that a funny thing that we do? I think I've stopped. I think I've been able to stop doing it now. But the whole like engaging in something with hate. Oh yeah. Is such a stupid waste thing to of time. do. It's like the deepest, most incredible waste of time is to to watch something that you hate because you hate it, and then continue to hate it more afterwards. I mean. Also, I don't. I'm not sure if I believe her or not. It's like pissing in your bathwater. But she was like saying, like they were on the verge of like signing like major contracts. I can believe it. I mean, yeah. But isn't it kind of everyone? If you think about on the verge of something. Sure, sure. But it was just weird because then yeah. she was like, the parents like fucked it up. You know, like one of the parents got involved and was like, uh, no, turn it down. Let's get bigger. And then like things like destroyed and self destructed. That sucks. Maybe it's probably for the best though, right? I think so. I have no idea what any of the other people in it are doing. What what uh, reunion was this you went to? This is uh, 20. 
See, I'm trying to think if my, when's my 20th? Because I graduated in 19. I've got a few more years till my 20th. But you'll be like the big cheese. Maybe. I don't know if I want to go. Did you, Why did you go? I have a rich friend who was like, I'm flying you in. When was this? How long ago was this? This is like two years ago. Okay, so you have a rich friend you went to high school with? Yeah. And he's rich now. So he's like, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm living in LA. He's like, right. no, I'm flying you in. So I get a first class jet blue ticket nice. from Burbank to New York City. Uh-huh. I'm like, all right. So I go there, and then I, I had, I did it because I do comedy. Yeah, I yeah, roasted Matt, everybody. Listeners, Maddie's an incredible stand up comedian. Uh, Maddie's a wonderful, wanna, amazing stand up comedian. Matt, Maddie Goldberg is a stand up comic. You can see him on multiple areas and spaces in the world. So I roasted. Uh, I did like a little roast for the the kids, and then uh, I the got kids. Drunk. What do you mean the kids? My, well, the, everybody in my school. Okay, all the and adults then, with children. Yeah, now the adults have, of children who have a lot more weight on their bodies. And then my buddy got <laughs> really weight. You know, like everybody. Got, it was just like telling story. It was good uh, reminiscing. Like remember this, remember so this. You think it was a good thing? It was great. Because I didn't go to my ten year one. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to go. I don't know. Should I? Yes. Some, I should. Why should I go? Well, I know you downplay who you are. And you're one of the more humble, successful people in this town. But, uh, <laughs> one of the more. <laughs> yeah. It, you, you're actually the only humble person. Well, that's kind of why I don't want to go is because I don't want to have to. People ask you questions. Yeah, they ask me all this shit about stuff. And like, I don't, yo, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Do you know Jason oh, Sudeikis? This, this, the, yeah, to, oh, do, 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 do. That sort yo, of thing. I, uh, I know somebody who knows uh, Olivia Munn, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Olivia Munn. That's uh, that's not his yeah. wife. Well, the other one, Olivia <laughs> yeah. Wilde. I get them mixed up. Yeah. Well, why why shouldn't you? Um, yeah. I think you should go not for like to be like, yeah, look at me, but more like, I don't know. I think it's fun. It's fun to just like reminisce it's a rare to everybody. Experience, right? It's a spe- it's experience you can only have so many times, so you have to try it out. Yeah. I mean, I like talking to everybody. And, yeah. And every it, it's weird because I was so intimidated by so many people in high school, and now mm. you see them. And the guy I was intimidated like drives a bread truck. Yeah, you know, it's really it, kind of sad. It's sad, I guess, it's to some extent, but it's also a thing where it's very humanizing. Yeah, and they look up to me, and I'm like, I consider myself as like you know, struggling failure. So it's not like, but but they, you're a badass. Because you think about it, they admire the the ambition to go for your dreams is yeah. what they they admire, and that's really cool. And it's just like it's cool to just like talk to people. I love everybody, so. Do you ever find that sort of a drain in a way? Because I think that I find it to be an emotional drain sometimes is to talk to people who I like. I know that you're doing something you don't want to be doing, but you're still doing it. It's well, hard. That's ninety percent of this country, right? But that's it's hard when it's someone who it's like you just see that. Like I have good friends uh, from high school or from maybe college, and I just know. It's like it makes me it makes me feel bad because I know they're not doing what they want to do because they're scared. I guess. Yeah. So there's for whatever reason. There's all these reasons people don't do stuff, I, and it I, sucks because it's the longer it, the longer that happens, the longer you wait to do the thing you the longer you don't do the thing you want to do, the harder it becomes to do that thing. And the, I think it's like there's something in your mid thirties, right? Yep. Where it's like people tend to start of realize well i guess i'm not going to do that yeah and so like in your mid-30s there's like this thing where it separates where if you're doing the thing that you want to do you're doing it really hard and you're kind of like well i guess i'm gonna keep doing this fucking thing if it's working at all i'll keep doing it but if you haven't even tried to do what you want to do by then you're probably just not going to do it unless like your wife gets hit by a truck or some crazy shit happens to you that throws your world upside down you're probably not going to deviate from your path see i find i see you as being uncomfortable answering any questions about like your success yeah i hate it i fucking hate it yeah and i I can see that and i can see people like wanting to talk to you and and talk your ear off right that's why i want to talk i want to talk about um shitting my pants at a movie theater in high school or something like that. That's what I want to talk about. With that happened? I, went, I think I shit my pants after a movie. 
is in that, the parking lot. Is that, that how you got sick? Or no, I got sick from shitting my pants. <laughs> That'll be funny if like that's not happened. If you shit your pants, you end up like shitting your pants more. It's like a weird virus. Yeah. No, I think it was because I just had to go to the bathroom and I, I you got just... back in my mom's car because it was oh. after a movie, and I. I think I think I I don't remember. I definitely sh- I definitely shat him though. What was the movie? Who knows? It's probably it I happens. have no idea. Yeah, it's not even that interesting actually. The pants shitting thing. It's part of life. Yeah. We sometimes can't find the uh, a bathroom. But you, when you're younger, you think it's like the worst thing you can possibly do. Oh yeah, my uh, girlfriend was telling me a story about how some girl pooped her pants at a party. Party then, pants, poop, pooper, pooper, yeah, pooper party like, pants? And then people call her like some name. Like yeah. forever. Unfortunately, she's ever forever going to be known that. Well, unless she just moves to a different town. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, See, I didn't have a bad experience in high school. I had, I guess I didn't have a great experience, but I, I was think, so sick that I... Yeah. That's all I was worried about was was finding a bathroom. In I don't think I ever pooped in the high school bathrooms are you serious yeah god i wish i could say that man that'd be awesome because i was like it was so like kids smoking cigarettes and like wow i got this kid stole my chain when i was in seventh grade like your wallet chain well i had a like a oh a a neck chain yeah Yeah. you're from the east coast right craig brown craig brown stole your neck chain yeah and then all these older kids because my sister was older they were like we're gonna fucking kill him and then they apologized (laughs) it was it was torment it was scary yeah he actually got went to prison for killing like this old lady. What the fuck are you yeah. talking? This is serious. the thing I don't have. <sighs> Our high school was the craziest you high school ever. Just dropped that like it was nothing. Yeah. He actually went to prison for killing this old lady. Yeah. Our high school had, <laughs> we had bomb threats every day. Was it a public high school? Yeah. See, I went to a Catholic high school, a small yeah. Catholic high school that was boring as all hell. No, our school was insane. We had bomb threats. Damn. We had kids calling in bomb threats in the high school with a payphone. How big was the school? Small. It was like six. It was seven through twelve, so it's like six. 700 kids. That's not that small. Yeah. It's twice the size of my high school. And our school was like, it was just, it was it was lawless. Uh, the kids learned how to get on the intercoms. So they Shit, were like, they like, they like, smoke a joint in the middle of class. <laughs> Did you go to like a, it sounds like, what's that Ramones movie? Rock uh, and Roll High, yeah, high School. Yeah, it sounds like fucking Rock and Roll yeah, High it was, School. It was, it was. Smoke like, a joint? Yeah, you could, you'd be in class, so it'd be like, <laughs> fuck you, suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> they figure out how to get on there. Yeah, yeah. My friend. Uh, they figure out like, tap into the the system. My friend was crazy. His name was Eric Alada. He was the worst. Uh huh. He was. Sounds like he's the best, actually. Yeah. Sounds like so, he's the greatest. We also had a phone system where you could call if you got sent to the office. Right. They would call your the classroom. Mm-hmm. But there was phones in every room, so he knew the number to my science class, and he would send me to the office every day for like six days in a row until the teacher caught on. But would you go to the office or you would just leave? No, I'd go and I'd hang out with him in this art class. There was an art class with a teacher that didn't give a shit. It's always the same. We had the same thing. Mr. Melton, if you you were quiet, he told you to leave. Yeah. It's like I learned about bar culture early on. Yeah. As long as you just act like you don't hear them telling you to leave, you can stay. We actually had a teacher, my, my senior English teacher, encouraged cheating. What? Yeah, because he said you're gonna cheat in life later. You might as well learn now, so we could cheat on tests. Well, how? What kind of cheating? Well, like you vocabulary test. You just do it, and you could do. You could give yourself any grade you wanted. So then we do it, and then that's it, not cheating though. That's some sort of weird thing. Giving yeah, yourself a grade that you want isn't cheating. Well, the funny thing was, that's we'd like Quaker all, shit. We'd all give each. We we give each. We we give ourselves a hundred. Mm-hmm. Then my asshole friend who thought he was like virtual or something would go like ninety eight. He couldn't give himself a hundred. Then, like some burnout would go like forty-two, <laughs> and everybody would laugh. And he go, "Well, at least he's honest." <laughs> and it was every week, but he was like, "You cheat in life, you can cheat now." There's, you know, what Vince Lombardi said. He said, "Winning is everything," you or know, something. He said, uh, "You cheat in the practice, you cheat in the game, you cheat in the game, you cheat in life." And yeah. I will not have that. That's a, I think that's a great quote. I always think about that with like rehearsal when people. Rehearsal for things if people sort of phone shit in beforehand. Sure. It's like, oh, yeah. you're gonna suck it, and the real when it comes down to it, you're gonna suck it because you're phoning it in now. I agree. I agree. If you if you do something, you got to go 110. percent You yeah. got to go for it. Like when you're pitching, I learned that recently about stuff. When you're pitching someone something, even yeah. if it's already sold, you still have to pitch it like 
it hasn't been sold yet. You have to pitch it to every person, even a fucking like receptionist. You have to pitch them the idea the same way you'd pitch it to the GM. I've never gotten to the point of pitching, but... Well, I mean, like, anything, if you're no, just pitching you. a joke. No, I, I, I go for it. Like, I learned... You should do late night. How come you haven't done late night? You should. You know what? I got to be honest. I, I'll bitch about myself. Yeah. I've done all the festival auditions, and I never... They never take me. Mm-hmm. And it, it bummed me out so much. How many so times have you done it, though? Four or five times. That's, that's about right. You're ready. I ne- You're ready I've to never go. even gotten, like, a callback or anything. And I would have... I know everybody says they have the best sets. I got 45 fucking... Yeah. Fucking crowd fucking ovations. Everybody stood up when I got there, and they didn't stand until I... So I sat down until I left. And the guy who got picked, he doesn't... He can't tell a fucking joke. What yeah. the fuck? But I feel that way. So I did all these auditions and the festival links, and they never take me. The managers, the clubs, they never like embraced me. So fuck I was the like, clubs. So I was fuck just the like, clubs. I was just like, that. fuck it. Like I don't know what to do. I just do when I, when I can perform, I perform. But like, I got so discouraged. And I have a friend that we started together, and mm-hmm. I love, and he gets discouraged, and he's like, "Do you believe this guy yeah. is on comedy?" There's a fucking shitload of that. And I'm like, don't. I don't. I don't know anything. I really yeah. don't. I only know what I'm doing. And like what That's people all you should like, know about yeah. So we know what you're doing Then the rest yeah. doesn't fucking matter Yeah But I got to this bitter place And I don't want to I don't want to be there I don't yeah, want to be that guy Bitterness is the worst look for yeah. everyone I remember when I started seeing it On certain people yeah. who Certain people who were a lot older than me And who I looked up to When I was coming up And I see it on someone And you're like Oh fuck That's what that is Dude. And it's the worst It's so gross And it's like not there's no person who it looks good on. It just looks bad no matter what. To do a comedy and life Sucks. and writing and what we yeah. do is the best. Like I, you, you go outside. There's there's a comic I used to know who is also worked in construction and he's like, I was in the sun for ten hours mm-hmm. and like Burbank, drilling, in the sun from like five in the morning to five <laughs> in, at night. So that was his day. Right. And I'm like, I couldn't last ten minutes doing that. Like my life is good. And that's what a lot of people are doing. So, like, bitter comics, like, mm-hmm. they're idiots. Yeah, if you can get by, you're, you're great. You're already winning. Yeah. If you can, if you can just manage. I agree. Because I think most of that success stuff is sort of just, it's like a random thing. It's like uh, being mad because a certain tree is getting more sun. It's just, yeah, there is a lottery. Just random. There is a weird lottery. I mean, there's people that, yeah. like, I think are, like, the, the the cream, the Dave Chappelle's, the Chris Rock's, yeah. the Seinfeld are like, you know, like those are the best. And then the, there's the people underneath them, mm-hmm. won't mention names, that like somehow won this weird lottery right. to showcase what they can do and like are pushed in a certain way that like they're fed that like these are the comedy stars of today and yeah. you have to take them. And Just a weird thing, you get in the pipeline kind of. Exactly. And it could be anybody. There's like no rhyme or reason why they pick right. certain people to like get to a certain level but then there's the ones that are the cream of the crop well those guys I mean well, didn't Chappelle start doing comedy when he was like 13 or something like yeah. that yeah I mean I, I saw the SNL thing I thought it was I thought it was brilliant especially on the, especially on the back of the thing that he went afterwards yeah that to me was well whatever well the thing about him too is like <laughs> it's, he's like being so real in the face of this dripping maudlin what do you call it uh, yeah, melodrama this melodramatic it, piece of trash it's beautiful <laughs> it's beautiful when comics break like that wall where they don't have to be funny yeah and they can just talk about life because they they so don't give a fuck about anything yeah, and that's a great so comics are that like i can just like be real and talk about like going to the white house mm-hmm. and then like maybe giving trump a chance because i'm not gonna just sit there and like just you know pretty great what you said yeah it was it was refreshing and it was like okay Here's another perspective of everything. Check it out, listeners. YouTube.com. SNL performance of Dave Chappelle. The opening monologue by Dave Chappelle on NBC's late night program Saturday Night Live on NBC. If you want to laugh about fun things that are in the news with parodies and fun people doing it, check out NBC's Saturday Night
feel like I just ate a big piece of chocolate weed. A big piece of chocolate. Do you like eating edibles? I do to sleep now. Yeah. You take that CBD? Yeah. Can Wake up all can. the time. You take CBD all the time? Well, no, I just to sleep. Because I have insane insomnia. <laughs> what do you have? I didn't hear you. Insomnia. The irony is that the way you say that sounds like someone who's about to fall asleep. I know, I wish. I want to sleep eight hours straight, not two hours. Watch TV, two hours. Touch my wiener, two hours. <laughs> Four and I'm Facebook at four in the morning. I hate Facebook. Yeah. I kept waking up last night. was like really scared because my dog kept waking up. And I kept getting scared. Oh, like, same here. Yeah, the dog wakes the up. The wind. The wind. I thought there was a, a crazy meth head underneath our house. You know what? We had the same exact problem. We have a gate that kept opening. That's the sound of the gate. Yeah, and we thought like maybe somebody was intruding. And then I had a dream that somebody was there. Oh, I have a my brother got mad at me for not calling him enough. Where's your brother now? Minnesota. Who? Oh, he lives there. Minneapolis? Yeah, how'd you nice. know? How'd you know? Just a guess. What does he do? He's a welder. Wow, different. Yeah, yeah different. different thing. Does he come out to Hollywood? He used to live here for a couple of years, but he, he, he didn't like it that much. He's a bottle service dude. No. No. He got sisters. Yeah, I got two of them. Where do they live? Uh, Minneapolis and Madison, Wisconsin. Damn. Yeah. They're a big family. Yeah, pretty big. That's cool. I have two sisters. Yeah, they live here, right? One of them. Yes. Well, one just moved to North Carolina. Before. Her. Trump. Fiance. <laughs> yeah, her fiance her is from there. Trump. Well, her family likes Trump. Yep. His okay. family. Someone's gotta. Yeah. Somebody, somebody in the media's gotta like him. Well, it got a little <laughs> nasty because she was here during the uh, night of the election, mm-hmm. and she knows like my mom hates Trump. So my and, and she and she knows like my mom judges her fiance's family. So yeah. she's got like they're good fucking people. Just because they like Trump doesn't make them assholes. And I know what you're thinking, mom. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's what I heard during the night of the election. That's funny. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. I feel like Trump is the source of so many new arguments. It's kind of like a like a renaissance of family arguments at the moment. I think uh, he pulled the greatest con of all time. He did. He I think he's surprised about it too. I think so. He conned everybody. He, he also used the left media so well. He played them like puppets. Yeah. And. uh... They have a little to blame in this, too, because they built him into this Godzilla. <laughs> that is my theory. Yeah, they, I think it's definitely a big part of it. All he had to say was one dumb thing about the wall, and if Huffington Post was just like, oh, that's silly Trump, but instead they go, Trump, Trump, Trump. <laughs> like my girlfriend, her family, like her relatives, they're Trump people. Oh, and wow. They don't I don't know, know any Trump people. Listen, they don't know shit about politics. <laughs> they know one thing. What's that? That leftists hate them. <laughs> and that's good enough for them. And they like it, right? And that's it. Yeah. They don't know about is fucking... It's like that thing where if someone, you find out what's pissing off the person you don't like, you, you do just it. keep doing it. And that's Trump. And, it, and that's why he won. Because nobody who voted for him knows any plan he has. Oh my God, that's the greatest point I've heard about the election it's so true. far. All they know is one thing. The liberals hate it. That's it. And that's why he won. It's as simple as that. They love they love that he pisses everybody off. Don. Yeah, that's all it is. Because they, they couldn't name one plan he has. Because they can't name one plan he has. But they know one thing. They're like, you people on Facebook are like, oh my God, Trump said this. He said, he said that we should do this. What are we as a nation? And then they go, oh my God, I love Trump. <laughs> he just made this girl's panties all crazy. <laughs>
I don't know why it's so funny, but it's funny. It's sad but true, man. No, sad I'm, but true. I'm telling you, the Huffington Post, like, they got Trump elected. They fucking definitely, they do a lot of things to people who don't deserve the things that they get. All they have to do was write on, like, a tiny little blurb and go, Oh my God, that silly Trump with the wall thing. But like a silly Billy. The big headline, the biggest letters they got. Bring out the biggest font we got, Ariana. Yeah. Ariana, Ariana, bring in 246. Trump must be stopped. It's just Trump stop. Yeah. But they built a monster. They did it. They built That's my theory. Monster. Probably people think I'm wrong. But I think you're right. I, I guess while your voice is this guy, so who gives a shit? Yeah, exactly. Can we edit this part out? Okay, I'm gonna cut this part out, and now we're gonna go back to normal. And... Hi, Maddie. Thanks for being here. I had a blast. What's your new book called? It's called No IQ, named after, uh, not rock candy, No IQ. Where do we get it? Uh, you can get it on Amazon.com or my website, MaddieGoldberg.com, and I sign it, and I send oh, it out shit. right away. I'm having a book part. Unfortunately, you're, you said it'll be out in two weeks. My yeah. book party is Tuesday night at the Improv Lab. Nice. So my buddy Danny LaBelle has a bookshelf show where people tell stories from books. He's they, a great guy. Yeah, they read a chat. They He's read funny a, as shit. They read a page of the book, mm-hmm. and then they tell a story like, what comes to mind when they read it so it's like combined and i'm gonna bring books and sign them but maddiegoldberg.com no iq maddiegoldberg.com no iq thanks for listening to live the tape with maddie goldberg it's a great show it's a great day keep going on and keep on bias go through our fucking amazon portal Go for go on feralaudio.com, click on live to tape page, click on the Amazon button and buy multiple copies of the book. And that helps me and it helps Manny and it helps you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Johnny, that was so much fun. Thank cool, you man. so much. That was great. Feral Audio.